Shavuos, as we know, is connected with Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, through whom we get the Torah. Shavuos is also the Yorzah, the day of the passing of David HaMelech and the Baal Shem Tov. Now, since we know that everything is Ba'ashgacha Pratis, obviously there must be a connection between these three great tzaddikim. And more specifically, a connection that connects all of them with the general theme of what Shavuos is all about. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, because there are three individual tzaddikim, there must be a certain novelty in each one. Says the Rebbe, the common denominator between all of these three is that each one of them, in addition to just being a melech, a nasi, a leader, etc., they were the first in their category of nasius, of leadership. Moshe Rabbeinu is the first leader of the Eden, or even the first melech of the Eden. David is the one that starts the dynasty of Malchus based David. And finally, the Baal Shem Tev is the first of the Nesiyei Achsidus. Says the Rebbe, this is the connection to Matan Torah, because one of the main things that happened by Matan Torah is that each and every Yid became part of what's called Mamleches Koyanim, the Abish is calling the Yidin. A kingship of Koyanim, or nobles, princes. That means every single Yid is B'pnimi Yisamelech. And the Koyach, to be able to reveal this, comes through the Nesiyei Yisrael, so the Yiddish leaders in each and every generation. What's the idea of a Melech? What's the idea of a king? A king is completely removed from his people, completely higher than the people. Furthermore, there's absolutely nothing that could get in the way of the Melech. On the contrary, the king needs to be provided with all of his needs. And this is exactly what happens by Matan Torah. Matan Torah makes that the Yid is lifted up, he's higher than the world, he's completely higher than nature, and totally not under the confines of nature. When a Yid is doing, as the Gemara calls it, Oisin Ritzoyin Yishomakim, doing what Hashem wants, then the work for the Yidin is done by others for them. And simply what this means is that when it comes to all matters of Torah and mitzvahs, a Yid needs to act like a melech, like a king, that he has no worries, no concerns. He's higher than the world and nothing can get in his way. Now even though we are obviously in a physical body and we have limitations, how could this be demanded of a Yid to act in this way? And this is why we're told because we have the Nesim, the leaders of every generation that they themselves have these characteristics of kingship, and they give us the koyach, the ability to reveal this characteristic also inside of ourselves. And this idea we see in a very clear way, this malchuzdik attitude by Moshe, David, and the Baal Shem Tev. So the Rebbe says, by Moshe Rabbeinu, we know the whole way, the way they lead the Yidin in Mitzrayim, the way the Moshe Rabbeinu leads the Yidin in Mitzrayim, and then in the Midbar, is in a complete miraculous way. David HaMelech has constantly miracles happening to him for which he's thanking the Ebishter and davening for them in the Sefer of Tilim. And so too by the Baal Shem Tev, we have so many stories regarding the Baal Shem Tev in, in, in the sense of, as it's a common expression of Baal Shem when we speak about something miraculous, we call it in a way of the Baal Shem Tev. And they are the ones that give us the Koyach to act in this Malchus way. More specifically, says the Rebbe, to focus on the individual aspect that each one of these three tzaddikim are giving us. The Rebbe explains that we know that regarding Matan Torah, we have three general ideas. First of all, you have the actual Gilu Yelikus that happened, the revelation of godliness by Matan Torah itself, which is completely higher and beyond the world. That was a temporary Gilu. Then there's the impact that it has on the world. That although that level of elikus is not shining in the same way, but now it's much easier to deal with nature, to reveal elikus, godliness in the world. And finally, the third stage is when we take the actual darkness of the world and transform it into elikus. Generally, says the Rebbe, these are the three periods of the Eden being in the Midbar, where everything was happening to them in a miraculous way. They could live a completely spiritual life of Torah. 
Then you have stage number two, and Yidin come into Eretz Yisrael, where they have to deal with the world, plowing and sowing, etc. But Hashgacha Pratis is in a more evident and ob- obvious way. Hashem's eyes are always upon the land. And finally, you have the Yidin in the time of Golos, where it seems to be that Yidin are connected with nature, sim- similar, Lahavdul to Goyim, and now we have to deal with the darkness of the world, transforming it into light. But the Pnimiyah says the Rebbe, in every one of these situations, the Yid is always really a Melech, completely higher in the world, than the world. And this is where these three shepherds, leaders of the Yidin, come into the picture. Moshe Rabbeinu, who gave us the Torah, he brought out by the Yidin the Mamleches Koyanim attitude in a most physical and literal way, that Yidin are being provided for all of their needs in the Midbar and living in a complete miraculous way. But then comes stage number two, Yidin are in Eretz Yisrael, they have to get involved with the Gashmis of the world. So here they have the Koyach of David HaMelech, that even while they're involved in the Gashmis of the world, in Parnosa, but they should constantly be remembering and recognizing that it's all coming from Hashem, and that the Yid is essentially always higher than nature, and therefore nothing should ever be able to get in his way of Torah and Mitzvahs, always acting with that Melech attitude. But when the darkness of the Golos became strong, and there are so many concealments, how can we still be acting like a Melech, as if no concealments, no problems, no things are getting in our way? Comes along the Baal Shem Tov and teaches us how Hashem is constantly running the world and each and every one of us with individual divine providence and how a Yid really could lift himself completely higher than the world. Again, acting like a Melech, that he's above and beyond nature and above and beyond the world. The truth of the matter is this is even a greater Kiddush, a greater novelty than the first two stages, to be able to lift yourself up even from such a dark state and be able to transform that itself into light like a Melech does. Says the Rebbe, this idea is not only restricted to the three general times of Moshe Rabbeinu, David HaMelech, and the Baal Shem Tev, but really this applies in every single generation itself. Three general categories of avoid that Yidin are involved in, and really inside the avoid of each individual Yid. We know that there are the three general categories of Torah avoid, which is Tefillah and Gemilus Chasad, and being involved with physical things, doing mitzvahs with them, and elevating them, and so on. So Torah is the revelations of Hashem's wisdom. Through this we completely elevate ourselves from the world. This is like the Yidden in the time of the Midbar. Tefillah, on the one hand you're asking for your needs, you're davening to Hashem and asking for your needs. So what you're involved is in is davening to Hashem, but it's still you're somehow connected to the world because you're davening for your physical needs. So this is going to be more similar to the time of Eretz Yisrael, they're involved in Gashmias, but obviously remembering that Hashem is the one giving us the Parnassah. And finally, the idea of getting involved with the Gashmias, the world itself, elevating the Gashmias itself, dealing with the physical world, like Kol Ma'asechel Hashem Shamayim, this is the avoid of transforming the darkness to the light, this is more similar to the general idea of Golos, the avoid in time of Golos. And this is where we get the Koyach from these three tzaddikim, Moshe Rabbeinu, David HaMelech, and the Baal Shem Tov. Moshe Rabbeinu is in his Torah, he gave us the Koyach to lift ourselves completely higher than the world, through the idea of Torah. David HaMelech, whose idea is Tefillah, on the one hand, yes, I'm asking for my needs, but that itself in a way of a Melech. That means to say, when a Melech asks for something, immediately it's fulfilled. So even the Tefillah itself is in a way like a Melech that we're guaranteed that Hashem is going to give us what we need. And finally, the Baal Shem Tev reveals the Likus inside the world. He shows us and teaches us how Hashem is creating the world, giving chayas to the world every single second, which gives the Yid Koyach, that even as he's involved with the Gashmi Yizdika world, and in some cases he needs to fight the world seemingly, 
And yet he's doing it like a melech. That means he's immediate, he's guaranteed that obviously he's going to be victorious. He's going to overcome all the challenges, be able to take the spark out of the Gashmi, is the thing, transforming darkness into light and bitterness into sweetness.